0: Go to shopify.com slash income now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in.
1: Hey, parents, welcome to the Wonder Parenting podcast, a brain science approach to parenting uh we are together here with dr michael gurian and today we are tackling a question from one of our listeners and it's a good one as they always are uh before we dive into that i want to just uh, as i always do say thanks to greg jantz greg and uh, the team up there at the center place of hope in the seattle area have been longtime sponsors and we are so grateful to them. Please check them out. Go to wonderparenting.com, wonderparenting.com, and you'll find a link to all the many, many resources they have for you as you are going through crisis, challenges, or trauma in your life. Check them out, uh, wonderparenting.com for the center place of hope. And then, Michael, you've got uh, our newest sponsor.
2: Yep, uh, Marion Hill and Man Cave. Men need to be caring, actively engaged, vested, and encouraged. Man Cave, a fatherhood program out of Phoenix, but it's spreading nationwide because so much of it is done on Zoom. Um, So uh, Nurturing Fathers program, Fathering in Fifteen, uh all sorts of great programs to help families it's really to help families but it's uh you know under the rubric of course of helping to nurture fathers and um if you if folks go to wonder you're going to see a pdf there that talks about what they have you're going to see their logo everything so you can contact them if you're interested in learning more about them and marion will be speaking at a helping boys thrive summit that's uh, sponsored by the boys initiative of another virtual thing and I will be speaking at that as well and that is uh, on October 8th so with access to everything for weeks afterward even if you can't go um, so if you go to thrive.org slash boys initiative you'll then see that you'll see my photo his photo and you'll see how to register for that
1: excellent excellent also want to give a shout out for uh, one of Michael's many books. Uh, This one's called The Stone Boys, and it comes out of, Michael, it comes out of your own experience, uh, survivor survivor of uh, sexual abuse. And it's the story of two young boys who uh, both realize that they have been victims of sexual abuse, and they're going to confront their demons. And uh, this is a story that uh, Michael has used. He put it into fiction form uh, so that it's uh, got some mystery about it. Uh, but it's such an important topic and um uh, to our knowledge Michael there aren't any books written from a male perspective on being a survivor of sexual abuse in this form is that correct
2: not not for teens not for 13 yeah. and up there definitely you see it in adult novels like serial killers who were yeah. abused and you see it from their point of view but um yeah not not from looking at it from the
1: the 14 15 16 year old's point right. of view right and that's available of course on Amazon it's called the stone boys by dr michael gurian And encourage you to check that out. So here is our question for today, and uh, what I uh, appreciate—you've all sort of figured it out. We like a little bit of uh, stuff to uh, to help us as we answer these questions. So let me read for you uh, this question, and and she's done a nice job of filling in some of the blanks for us. Uh, Longtime follower, uh, thank you very much for your podcast, and and we appreciate that it's helpful for you. My oldest son is seven. He is quiet and very observant, but he's not very expressive about feelings and is quite sensitive, especially when he's mad. He needs a lot of reassurance of love and physical touch. He's very cautious, especially about physical challenges, but takes risks when it's something he really likes to do. He's been in a Waldorf school now for a year, and I've really seen him blossom in confidence about his own personal boundaries and his physical strength. He's a very social and open. He's very social and open and gets really and gets along really well with others, all ages and strangers. Uh, I want to pause here, Michael, for just a moment. Give us a brief synopsis of a, what a Waldorf school is. Oh, a Waldorf school
2: is uh, there's there's self learning, there's nature learning. Um, it's not heavy on on uh, heavy academic curriculum, even though okay. kids come out of them learning well. But it's much more in uh, social, emotional, um, and nature and interactional, kinesthetic.
1: Okay. Good. Thanks. So he's very easily distracted and has a very slow pace for doing things. He really hates to do chores. School helps with chores since he's expected to help and do quite a lot of physical work. But at home, it's a different story. I try to be very strict about this respo- about his responsibilities and give him lots of praise and time to do stuff. But honestly, it's a huge work of patience for me. I always consider extra time because I know his pace But sometimes he just won't do the work. And when I push him, he responds very physically to stress. He gets really worked up, breathing heavily and and blocking out. Then he gets in this negative space mentally of, I can't do it, it's too much, I don't know how. I always answer that I never will ask him to do something he's not capable of. I give him a silly example of things I won't ask him to do, like going to the grocery store, driving. Uh, Sometimes he calms down, but sometimes he can't seem to be able to get out of this negative space. It's very frustrating and I don't know how to help him. I'm really worried about his behavior. Uh, I know I have a difficult time with him because we're very much alike, same temperament. I learned how to redirect myself when I don't want to do something. Uh, And uh, when I'm trying to teach him this skill, uh, I don't seem to be helping. In fact, I believe I get so triggered and worried about him not being resilient enough that I push him too much. Dad has a very strong personality. Our son usually responds better to the expectations of his father, but he works a lot. Most of the time, it's just me with them. His father also gets very easily angry when he gets in this negative space. Uh, The words, I can't, aren't in dad's vocabulary. He has a little brother, five years old. He's very tough. He's naturally very sensitive. Strong personality, persistent, tenacious, and this sometimes pushes his older brother then to try things. Uh, help me! I have no idea how to push him to be more resilient, responsive, responsible without scaring him. Is he just too young? That, it seems like uh, uh, there's a lot of stuff there, but I think a lot of parents are asking that same question: How do I push my children, but not overpush them? And and that's um, that's a question I think a lot of us have struggled with as parents throughout the years.
0: This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think in this case because the because the son responds to the dad, he does the chores, etc. when the dad says to do them. Mm-hmm. Um so the dad's authority is working. And then the school, he does the chores at school and she says yep. he doesn't have trouble at school. So I actually think it's very possible that part of what is going on here is between the mother and the son. Okay? And um and it's not a bad, th- you know, no one's being bad or anything, but I think there's something in the in the, uh, the way the mom holds authority that isn't working um, with the son. And, and so she may not actually have to worry about him. I mean, he seems like he's a good kid and he's he's developing well. I, I'm i g- guessing he is resilient um, uh, and that he just has his personality, which is that he's not gonna be as expressive of, uh, yet at seven years old, he's not gonna be able to express these other feelings, but he can express anger. Um, which is a feeling, it's a righteous feeling. he's able to express that he's he's not expressing some of the other stuff but he's only seven you know and and this may come. Um, but if if he's doing well in these other two areas, these other two ways of holding authority and not with mom, so what I would try if I were the mom, what I would try is like 14 days um, uh, no engagement. just here's what you do. Uh, uh, okay, you didn't do it so you don't get these privileges. I'm not going to because what I imagine she's doing is saying, "Okay, I want you to to take out the trash." Let's say, mm-hmm. um, and then he kind of fights her a little on it, and then she says, "I want you to take out the trash." I told you to take out the trash, and of course he waits as she said he doesn't do it right away, right? He sets his own pace, and then she comes back and says, "I want you to take out the trash," and I I'm not trying to reduce what she's doing. I'm just trying to talk about it. So I apologize right. to her, um, and you know, and they that is the dynamic, and I think that's the dynamic to end. Uh so I told you you have so I'm giving you until um twelve oh five to take out the trash, let's say. And you must have taken out the trash by twelve oh five. If you have not, then um, you know, no um no TV today or you won't be able to ride your bike or whatever it is he likes to do. That privilege is taken away for today. And um do that for 14 days, even do it for 30 days, see what happens, see if we can change this dynamic. And then as he accommodates her authority, um, as he accommodates that, she may well see that she doesn't have to worry about him, that he is resilient, that he's okay, that this is a dynamic issue. Um, She's probably going to have to get her her husband, Fernando, she's going to probably have to get him, you know, to talk to the guy, talk to the son and say, okay, I don't like what this is going on with you and your mom. I don't like it. You know, you need to do this stuff, but I'm gone. I'm working. I can't do it. You have to listen to her, you know, so she needs his Mm -hmm. support, of course. A dad's support. Those, so those are my initial thoughts. Uh, what, what do you see?
1: Yeah, yeah, and I, I think um, it, this pulls us back to the podcast we did the last two weeks with Warren about. Um, we've got a mom and dad in this house, and their parenting styles are probably going to be different, and that's a plus, not a negative. And so it sounds like. And you just said this somehow in some way, mom needs to to bring dad into the conversation and dad needs to stand with her shoulder to shoulder and use their different parenting styles to help their son, um, learn how to navigate responsibility when he's asked to.
2: Yeah. Yeah. He, this, he's got a glitch here. And especially when he's at, he's got a glitch with his mom. He doesn't have the glitch with his dad or with his school, but he's got the glitch with his mom. And that's where he's making mom the enemy or, you know, mom is kind of lamenting that mom's asking him to do it and doing all that stuff in a dynamic with her. That, that is probably going to be a kind of dynamic that they have all through their lives because she's mom and she treats him differently. Like you're saying than dad does. And, and so most of their dynamic is good. But when it has to do with these chores, um, if she's this, you know, she says she's kind of lost or she needs help. And if she has gotten to that place, then then this is not good for their relationship. Um, yeah. She's right about that. And, and the help is going to come from you know other people helping her but it's also going to come from her taking control and saying okay wait this is a 7 year old you know this is a 7 year old i am the authority yeah. he will do what i say if he doesn't there will be consequences i think within 30 days uh this th- i think this will change within 30 days yeah.
1: so i i look at this and i i uh, you know i feel for the mom in part because she'll ask her son to do something she'll push him a little bit and then he responds physically, he gets worked up, he breathes heavily, he's even blocking out. I wonder if she meant blacking out. I think, she, yeah, uh, I think she did. Uh, so uh, it's, you know, as a, as a parent, I would think, holy moly, what am I doing to my kid? Or is this his way of manipulating the situation?
2: Well, I think it's more power struggle and manipulation. Now, if they get to, and I think it's unconscious on his part, because he does love his mom. So it's not, you know, um, if they get to where, um, you know, these symptoms, well, let me back up. He doesn't, this doesn't happen at school, and it doesn't happen with the dad. So I always want to, that's what I'm coming back to, right? Yeah. I'm trying to look yep. for evidence in what someone wrote to try to help. And I'm coming back to that. If he were having these same sort of anxiety reaction or anger reaction, you know, if he were having the same thing in the school setting and with dad around chores, I'd be saying something different, but because he's not going into this kind of panic attack or anxiety or, or however we would define this, uh, getting very angry. And then that has a somatic uh, uh, outcome for him, his body, mm-hmm. you know, cause he gets so angry, his body goes through these um, because that's not happening with others. And it's just only happening with mom at home. That's, that's why I'm thinking that, you know, this will, this will end. But if, if all these, she makes the changes and she gets the support and a month goes by and two months goes by and, and this thing still exists where he's fine at school, he's fine with his dad, but this is going on with his mom then, uh, you know, they should get help and try to uh, try to look at this because the symptoms for both the child and the mom have become somewhat acute. They're, they're acute enough for the mom to say, I really need help. I'm overwhelmed. I don't get it. And they're acute enough for the boy to where he's having these this body reaction, part yeah. of which is ma- manipulation, but it's still a body reaction. So... Uh, give this, you know, a couple months and then maybe get some help. But I, I do think, I do think that as they study the dynamic between mom and the son and, and, you know, as the father and the mother study that that dynamic and not in a way to say, oh, she, the mom is doing something wrong or is a bad parent or any of that. It's not that it's a dynamic, just like people are married and they have a dynamic. And when something isn't quite right, they study the dynamic in order to alter it. That's what it's really about. So, um, My hope would be that her asserting her authority will take care of this.
1: Now, there's some indication here that um, she understands her son because she's kind of wired to this way. And sometimes we as parents, uh, when we see some of the things that we struggle with in our lives, our kids struggling with, uh, it's kind of easy, A, to to blame ourselves for it. uh, Oh, yeah. Overcompensate for it. Or pull back because, you know, we don't want them to go through the same stuff that we did. So for her even, she's got some emotional, mental stuff that she sounds like she has to work through a little bit because she's she feels like she's been where her son is.
2: Yeah, it feels like it. And that often happens with us as parents and our kids. The kid that triggers us, um, you know, triggers in us a dynamic and that dynamic, it's like a circle and then it is not as healthy for the kid either. Um, uh, and sometimes we're compensating because we were treated a certain way by our parents and we don't want to treat right. our child that way. Like, let's say, uh, her dad, we don't have these facts, but let's say her dad or mom was really strict with her about chores. She's, she's set up a dynamic with this son where she asks him all the time and she engages with him all the time. And she, cause that parent didn't, right. But she wants, she wants to engage. So she's like, she says, I give silly examples about going to the grocery store. Um, which I don't think is silly. I think it's a great example she gave, but, but what she's getting at is I'm engaging with him right? and, and what, what she's probably going to be hearing from me today is I don't think you should, uh, these mm. are chores, you know, this mm-hmm. is not something, uh, you know, he doesn't have a girlfriend when he's 16, who just left him and he's gone into a depression, right. Or the, this is not at that level where yeah, you got to engage with him to help him. These are chores you need him to do. These are responsibilities he needs to take to be a part of this family and to be a part of the sacred family and do sacred work. So I don't actually think she needs to engage, but I think she's Something's going on where she feels like she has to and that she's not going to be a good parent if she doesn't engage and constantly explain things to him and get him to talk more. And, you know, but I would go the opposite direction on this. I would I would say take the 30 days to not engage, no engagement. You just here's Mm -hmm. the discipline. You didn't do it. Here's the discipline. And obviously, it's going to take a few days to transition this because he's going to be shocked. But, you know, (laughs) transition to it. And then, you know, he's gonna say she he hates her and all of that. But, but then I think a week or two in, she's already going to see improvement. And then I, I think 30 to 60 days should see very much improvement in herself and not having to engage so much and then get all of this happening in herself, which is negative for her. And then the negative for him and the ma- manipulation or whatever he's doing. But again, if 30 to 60 days in the situation is getting worse, mm-hmm. you know, then this is where family counseling would be great because the family counselor is going to be able to help them figure out the dynamic and also assess the child and see if there's something else going on in this child that we don't have in this email, something else going on. Um, right. But I, I don't think they're there yet. I think thirty to sixty days of instituting new policy is better for now.
1: Yeah. So when you when you talk about this, and, and you mentioned, you know, you you, you ask them once, twice, three times, and you say, okay, that's it. That you know, you got to be done by this time, or such and such happens. Um, which works better? Uh, negative consequences positive consequences or a combination of both?
2: Well, of course, a combination of both. I mean, you know, uh, all the psych literature in, you know, in pop psychology says you should only reward, right? You should never punish, but that's not true. Um, of course, punishment is important. Um, right. And reward is important. So Mm -hmm. what we all learn as parents is we learn what works with our child and when, Mm -hmm. and, uh, and so, so she has been trying, I think a lot of reward, uh, and, and, and so I'm sort of saying, well, maybe you don't have to do as much reward right now, okay. do a little, but, you know, set the line first. That's the first thing I would love her to do is set the line and not three times, not three chances, you know, mm-hmm. uh, tomorrow, give him only two, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, go down from 10 to two, whatever she's doing. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, and then three days later go to one and then a week from now, no, no chances. I, I told you to take the trash out. You, you you knew, I have told you that if you don't take the trash out under our new regime, you know, you are going to lose this privilege. And so mm-hmm. you, that's it. He loses the privilege. And then if he carries on about it, if he gets incredibly angry and carries on, okay, that's fine. I'll take you to your room, sit here and, you know, uh, think about it and you can yell into the pillow and you can do whatever you want. But, uh, you know, I, that's not appropriate for this. Uh, get mad at me for something that's appropriate, but it's not, it's not appropriate for you to be carrying on like this when I ask you to take out the trash and try that because that's going to help him to look at what his responses should be. Um, uh, So within a week from now, no more three or two chances, just one chance, Yeah, uh, you know, and then down to zero chances. And, uh, but could she give her words along the way, if she wants, well, if her gut says this guy works well with reward, then, if she's holding her authority, that's the first thing I would love her to do. And then, yeah, if she wants to give reward when he does it, like, like when she gives no chance, but he does take the garbage out. Okay, that's that I would I think okay, that's one to reward. Mm-hmm. Check it out, buddy. You did that. Look at that, you did it. That is awesome. Okay, so then whatever you know, an ice cream cone or whatever it is that is a reward for him. Um, but I just on sacred work like this, I really worry about parents constantly rewarding when the work the child should be doing is, is just the work the child should be doing. Yeah, You know, it's like the dad doesn't, or the mom doesn't get a reward for going to work, you know, they get paid and uh, the child doesn't necessarily need a whole bunch of rewards to take the
1: trash out. Yeah, that's good. And I, I, I do think, um, you, you feel the sting of it more when you lose something than when you're trying to earn something. Uh, in those particular cases. And, and uh, you used a great word that we don't use a lot today, but it's discipline. Mm-hmm. And when we're talking about discipline, we're a lot of us are thinking about spankings and punishment. That's not discipline. To discipline is to disciple, it's to forge, it's to shape somebody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, this is one of the ways you're shaping this, this boy by shaping his behavior uh, in terms of responsibility. And, um, mm-hmm. and, and it is interesting. She said, you know, how can I build resiliency in him? Well, <laughs> you're, t- you're going to build resilience in him. When you start drawing some lines in the sand, uh, he's going to learn how to be resilient and, and get the job done. I would imagine.
2: Yeah, I agree. And I actually think he's. So that is a way she's going to build resilience. And then I think the fact that he pushes back on her so much actually shows he's he is pretty resilient. She just <laughs> yeah. has to redirect him. It's not not the right yeah. way she wants it. Um, and uh, and then d- the word disciple, thank you for that because that's so important. Discipline, uh, we're disciplining a child in order to help the child develop self-discipline. And um, and so, like, you know as the child develops self-discipline, the child succeeds better in life. And right. and yes, that's part of resilience. And yet self-discipline is a good word to use and disciples is a good word to use because the parent is discipling the child. And um, I think that allows us to talk about something along these same lines where over the last, say, 30 to 40 years of of sort of parenting psychology, let's say, pop psychology, yep. we have been taught, Let's say, and you correct me if I'm wrong about this. I feel like we as parents have been taught that the more we engage, uh, the more we're discipling our child, Mm -hmm. and that that is the way, generally through verbal engagement. I want you to do this. You didn't do this. No, you're supposed to do this. You didn't do this. Why didn't you do this? You know um, uh, that that is discipling, and I, I, uh, and it can be, but I think we should kind of take back the concept that some discipling. does not need to be done by, uh, you know, it's just done by command. It's just done mm-hmm. by authority, and the child lives up to that authority. And that discipling doesn't necessarily need the engagement. And it, and we may have, we may have thrown the baby out with the bathwater in terms of yep. sort of pop psychology uh, by forgetting that that that's a way to disciple too. What you just described is discipling. It does build resilience. It requires mm-hmm. the child to be
1: responsible. Uh,
2: and we don't necessarily
1: have to engage a lot yeah I I think that's true. I occasionally I'll come across some some threads on Facebook uh, about uh, you know what whenever you ask your child to do something you need to carefully explain every single reason why you're asking so that your child is fully informed as to what you've just asked them to do. And I want to yell at the Facebook page and say he's only four. Right. <laughs> right. He's only four. He just needs to know right now that you love him or her, and you're doing this because you want him or her to be a part of the family, and this is what we do as a family. You're right. There are certain things, and that's true at work, right? Sometimes the boss just comes yep. and says, you need to get this done, and he's he or she's not going to explain it to you. You're just going to do it because this is what my job says. And, uh, you know, so I, I do think that there is – Obviously, it's positive to talk to our kids, keep them engaged. But you're right; there are some times when we need to say, "I'm the parent." Uh, I there are some things that I know right now about life that you don't know yet, um, and right. uh, so I'm going to ask you to do this. And someday you'll understand. Maybe not for a while, but I'm doing this because I love you. And I again, if it's always done in the context of love, that's hopefully that's going to win the day, right? Yeah, beautiful. Um, yeah. Yeah, so, beautiful.
2: I think you're absolutely right. And we're not, and we're the if she is listening, if this um writer is listening, we're not in any way making uh, what should I say, light of this dynamic and this dilemma. Right, right. You know, um very important. because they are in a complex dilemma in which the child feels manipulated by the mom, the mom feels manipulated by the child, and you know, um, and what we're I think what we're sort of saying is at least try stopping the dynamic, you know, and then if 60 days from now, it's still going on, it's really difficult, then get help, but at least try it. Um, but, but we, we get, we get that this dynamic has been going on for probably, well, five mm-hmm. conscious years, maybe seven, but five conscious years. And, um, and it is very painful. And we absolutely yeah. get that. And
1: Yeah. 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 And so thank you for writing in. We hope this was helpful for you. You can always send a a question to us. Uh, We have a a submission form at wonderparenting.com or um, every once in a while, I'll go through our uh, posts on our Wonder Parenting page on Facebook And there are some questions that we'll grab once in a while uh, because they're such good ones and they have a lot of energy around them. So a lot of different ways you can communicate with us. Uh, We appreciate you listening. If you find these podcasts helpful, please share them with your friends. Michael, thank you so much. Thank you, Tim. Thanks, everyone. We'll be back with you next time. The Wonder of Parenting Podcast, a brain science approach to parenting.
0: Our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah Baby. Introducing a new collection, Hannah Soft.